0: Join us at our annual conferences in Surrey, Sydney and Florida to get up to speed on this year's theme of Next Generation ITAM. For more information, head to itassetmanagement.net forward slash events. Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast. News, reviews and resources for ITAM, SAM and software licensing professionals. Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast. My name is Martin Thompson from the ITAM Review. And today I'm very pleased to welcome Roger Mallett from Aspera onto the podcast. Uh, Roger, I, I first met you, I think, uh, probably in the US uh, at a ia Tam event. Um, uh, a warm welcome to the podcast, and could you tell us um, uh, a little bit about yourself and your, your history in the sand space?
1: Yes, thank you, Martin, and thank you for inviting me on this uh, podcast. Uh, yes, I used to work for um, Hewlett-Packard uh, for a number of years, and my role was um, senior architect for EMEA, Europe, Middle East and Africa in the software arena Um, and um, whilst EMEA, Europe, Middle East and Africa was my main area, I was regularly asked to talk on asset management and a number of other IT areas as well um, in various parts of the world. Um, So I I became a fellow about 10 years ago, the first fellow actually of ITAM, uh, which was an honour. And uh, they've invited me ever since to go and talk about um, an array of things, primarily around asset management and SAM, software asset management, but also on other areas. So uh, trends and, and that kind of thing. So for Hewlett-Packard, um, my primary role was to basically have a good understanding of the complete range and a very wide range of software that, um, uh, that HP would sell. And my job really was to listen to key customers uh, all over the, the world about um, issues that they had, business issues, and to really identify um, software solutions that we could implement to help them going forward. Sometimes this would be of a phased nature, uh, maybe a you know, three year plan or a five year plan, um, but basically take them from where they are today to where they want to be. Uh, both in terms of uh, beating their competition and really um, enhancing the value and the quality of, of what they can do. Um, today I'm a UK country manager for Aspira. I joined um, uh, about this time last year, a little bit later, it was about April last year, something like that. And um, uh, although we had a presence in the UK, um, this was the first time that Aspira had set up a uh, a full permanent team here and the plan really is to um, broaden our, our product, um, uh, product space really um, in the UK and to really um, uh, go out and, and develop our, our business opportunities in the UK and Ireland. Uh, but it doesn't have to be just there, it can extend beyond there.
0: I know that um, Steve from the U.K. Aspera team, I think, was the first man on the ground for Aspera. Uh, how, many, how many have you got now? How, what's, how big is the team in the U.K.? Uh, well, Steve leads sales. Uh, we have Jeff Worsley, who came
1: from BP, um, who is the SAM Enterprise Architect uh, and a veteran in the SAM industry. He came from, a, uh, from PwC as an auditor. And then went on to manage Sam for BP um, and has used Aspira for a long time. We have uh, Ford Castacum, who is uh, our our phone sales and uh, one of our administrators and we have some uh, we have someone working on SAP that's just been appointed, but i, I can't uh, because they haven't started yet i can 't mention the name uh, and also we have um, a team of people backing that up from uh, from our base in Arkan, and we also have uh, uh, a company called Prospect that support us in the UK as well for telesales, for marketing leads and that kind of thing. So it's a sort of an integrated um, uh, solution, uh, we pull in people as necessary uh, either from Germany or from France or from the
0: US. And what's, if, if uh, you're a year in now nearly, so What's the main difference between uh, SAM in Germany and how things are done by the mothership and how things are done in the UK? Is there, is there a notable difference around implementation? There are some
1: differences, but by and large, it's the same. We have a very strong product, as you know, um, and we, um, we, we basically are known better in Germany because that's where the product originated and that's where the the main development arm of the company is today, Uh, so mainly in uh, Cologne and uh, Arken and around there. Uh, So really we're in close contact with them, I was over there last week with Jeff and Steve and Ford so there was a team of us over there talking to our development guys and um, we we basically listen to our customer base and say what would you like to see going forward. And we also have an eye as well on technology and what can be achieved. So it's a merge of those two things. Uh, we're very strong. Um, I think I think one of the differences as well is that we're very strong in the database uh, arena. So the, the data centers and, and that kind of thing, uh, we're very strong. Uh, desktop is, is standard stuff for us. That's the easier end of, of SAM, but it's the the data center areas that uh, challenges a lot of the large multinational corporations.
0: And how are you seeing the SAM market at the moment? What are things like at Espera and how are you seeing the opportunity in the market at the moment? I
1: think in the UK in particular, the market is well established. So many companies have got something. I think a lot of companies set out to undertake asset management and SAM was more of an afterthought. Um, And so therefore they're they're quite well established on the hardware side, but quite often the SAM is not as good as they would like it to be. And I think that um, regulation, um, and I think with cloud technology coming in more and companies looking at how they're going to uh, capture more revenue, they're starting to look more closely at audits um, and uh, renewals and things like that far more perhaps than they did even a year ago. So again, we're in a good position to help companies, whether they're in a mess or whether they're in quite good shape, but would like some additional help moving forward. We acquired a company um, uh, from France called Easy Trust, which we've now integrated, uh, particularly strong in the Oracle discovery area, uh, but it also has other discovery capabilities as well, which we're developing, to fit uh, closer to our our requirements, our customer requirements.
0: And if uh, EasyTrust were um, Oracle verified as well, wouldn't they? So that's, you've got that by via proxy now, have you?
1: Yes, they, they are um, Oracle verified, uh, very strong in that area, uh, but we're expanding the capabilities to go across uh, all the key areas and all the key uh, software vendors.
0: Just to echo what you said about um, the UK being a mature market, we, we had three conferences last year in three continents, and we asked the question in each um, territory, uh, how many of you have got a sound tool? And if you ask that question in the UK, uh, practically the whole audience puts their arm in the air. Uh, if you ask it in Australia, only about a third or a quarter are is, have got a tool in place, a lot further behind and the U.S. is probably somewhere in between, I think. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see how far people are in different countries. Um, and there's other little nuances as well, like uh, th- there's a lot more women in ITAM in Australia, for example, than you would see in the U.K. and the U.S. There's little nuances as, as you as you go about the world. Um, so um, I'd love to pick your brains today, Roger, about um, governance in the data center. You said that data center is the specialization for Aspera. It's, your, it's almost... I consider it your sweet spot, really. Um, what's your view on the on the um, on where people are with governance around the data centre? Are they doing it proper properly when you speak to them? Typically, uh, I, I think it
1: varies. Um, I think one of the things that we see is that they're they're working operationally under under pressure quite often, with a lot of change in the environment. So cloud is quite disruptive in certain areas, and I think they're being pushed quite strongly. And I think sometimes they, they don't look at, at what is actually around them, or what could be achieved um, through having a, a tool that would act smarter for them. So in particular, uh, I'm not always certain that data center managers are fully aware of what a SAM tool can do for them. And I think that uh, that's part of what I wanted to talk about
0: today. Right, so my, my view is um, you've got change management as, as the main source of things happening in the data center, and you've also got architects or whoever it is that's building things, and both of those camps need to be SAM aware, but you've also mentioned about capacity. Can you, can you talk about um, your recommendations in terms of data center? Where, where should people be considering that, that it has an impact
1: I think uh, it's generally recognised that the governance of data centres requires specific rules, processes, and really operational processes to properly manage them. Companies expect that their data centres are managed safely and effectively and securely, of course. Uh, I think data centre governance includes core areas of IT strategy, which includes planning and architecture. Uh, I think it includes SAM, both asset and, and software assets, so hardware and software, security, both physical and logical. Um, I think on the operations side, I would put capacity management and change management in that area, and also um, in terms of monitoring and reporting. So it's the ability to really me- measure where you are and check that you've got everything in place. So if we, if we look at that, um, uh, first of all, um, if we look at what SAM can do and why SAM can provide positive help, uh, we really could look at these areas uh, as we go through. So in terms of change management, uh, it's the core discipline of any organisation. Um, and really what you're looking for is being able to track what's going to happen and where. So typically you'd have your, your um, change manager, Looking at the experts to say, you know, what do we need to do? He would, basically, or she would um, uh, look at the look at their peers for knowledge, so that they can present through the CAB meetings the uh, uh, the opportunities of what could be done and when, and make sure that nothing is duplicated or overlooked. Basically, if you want to introduce change, you want to make sure that it happens. Uh, smoothly and effectively and really you're not affecting the business you're not affecting the revenue um, or downtime in terms of the users so really if we look at the SAM information this really can support that process so it supports the planning um, and it it helps you understand what you've got on the ITAM side for the hardware and SAM for the software Uh, you can also um, use your SAM tool to uh, understand what you've got on which racks so you know what uh, where your software is um, what what's running on it um, so that you don't accidentally turn something off for example when you're undertaking maintenance or repairs or, or replacements uh, that could be necessary in running the business. Um, I, I would also say that um, when we look at um, uh, capacity um, clearly this is one of the areas that you know companies just assume everything happens smoothly and along the way and in fact um, what needs to happen is you need to keep a very close track of capacity and see what what's been used what space is on there and so on so um, organizations strive strive for more efficiency um, and Sam can help to help with capacity management management, Um, it can look at overlaying CPU utilization against license demands, reduce the number of CPUs and basically save money. Uh, The growth of cloud services over the last five years have surprised many because five years ago uh, many people that I was talking to said we will never go down the cloud route because of security, uh, because a number of other things and of course five years on everybody's doing it. So we can use um, the information around us through the SAM and the Asset Management data that we hold to really be aware of what's happening. In any data related area, the important thing really is to reduce the data lake, as I would call it. So if you think of data as being a huge lake, you really want to try and reduce it to to an amount that can be easily managed. And the kind of things that I'm talking about there is, if you've got a simple document, um, you don't really want a thousand versions of that document uh, all being stored at the same time. You really want to be able to manage just what you have. And in the same way, um, you need to be able to look at what you have in terms of your hardware and your software. And you need to be able to look at things like virtualization and upgrading, uh, your capacity, and rather than buy more servers, if you know what you have, uh, then Asset Management and SAM can help uh, with that, uh, that area. Also, of course, um, if anything untoward happens, so let's say there's a fire, or a flood, uh, a plane crashes on the building, you need to know what you have there as well, and you need to know what is linked on a kind of parent-child basis, so the, the relationships so that you can recreate that quickly so part of your disaster recovery plan uh, and also uh, in areas of high availability
0: at what level should um, organizations look at this because should we be looking to work with service delivery teams that are handling change or architecture Where, where do you where do you start with all of this
1: I think um, you look at the the basic areas so you make sure that first of all uh, from an audit perspective and I think it's a good idea to uh, work with your auditors internally first of all later on external auditors possibly uh, but certainly the internal auditors can help in being able to make sure that the processes are, are sitting in the right way and also you need to make sure that you comply with Um, licensing rules, uh, you need to make sure that you comply with legislation and regulation. So that's really the first point of governance um, and then it feeds down from there. So typically I would probably look at the strategy and the architecture uh, as a first phase. So uh, IT strategy typically starts with governance. So maintaining the correct legal records of ownership and responsibility and to really protect the organisation from uh, misuse, fraud and crime. So uh, I think that's really the first, the first um, stage. IT strategy has to understand, so I mentioned earlier about measuring and analysing current state, and then also predicting trends, so that you're looking at this from a, uh, a business perspective, uh, as well as the, the legal perspective. So the legal perspective is really something that all companies have to work within, of course, but a business perspective is where you are going as a company. So really looking at uh, planning and preparation of the next stages of the evolution of your company. So you need to be able to predict where you want to be and plan for that so that your data center or integrating with multiple data centers Uh, is working in the right sort of way. So it's the uh, ability to obtain information and share that information. On the SAM side, uh, our tools, um, really, it's important to make sure you have the right people and the right tools in place. And on the SAM side, you really want to be able to um, use data set connectivity and to be able to share information in the right sort of way. Uh, part of the same, the uh, yes.
0: Right, so you, you're talking almost at a strategic level there. You have talked about the direction of the company, where the data center's going and so on and so forth. And maybe traditionally, at least, a software asset manager wouldn't typically work at that level. Um, are you seeing more customers work at that sort of strategic CIO level? I mean, that's where we all aspire to get but you're actually seeing it in practice i
1: think uh, i think we are seeing it i think it depends who you're talking to within a company and also getting to understand what they already have at a lower level um people are really looking at things like the contract information for day-to-day uh, information they're looking at inf- uh, vendor information they're looking at the different software licenses uh, renewal information and costs so costs because some companies want to align costs directly some want to be able to just see what the the costs are but ultimately to to try not to pay more than they need to um in terms
0: of of, of uh, what they have to pay so the ultimate for me is what is as though software the software management team is Whispering in the ear of the CIO as almost a strategic advisor. Um, are, are you? I mean, are you seeing that within your customers? And if so, what are the sort of impacts that advice they're giving to the CIO is 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 having? What what are they what are they actually delivering when you when you're doing things at that level?
1: I think we all recognise, and I've seen articles that you've written within ITAM Review that data is growing fast and at a rapid rate, and that data is um, a a whole array of different types of data. So we're talking about uh, things like emails, video clips, uh, all sorts of data. So we're seeing a breadth of different types of data and, and information that has to be managed. And at the same time, uh, different types of um, licenses that are being used, applications for managing that data and that information. So I think we're seeing uh, people saying, what can we do? And we've seen a lot around the GDPR, General Data Protection Regulations, over the last year. And of course, that's coming to a head um, in May, just a few months' time. And so we're seeing people saying, well, you know, this is actually a tremendous way of being able to start, so we're able to help people on that front, and it brings together the people that are at the at the forefront of software asset management and compliance for the company, and bringing those together with auditors, uh, financial controllers, uh, and really linking with the IT strategy of the company.
0: And the the uh, next question I have for you is is around you mentioned about people moving to cloud at higher levels than they thought was possible. Um, so a traditional data center would be a, you know, a uh, a facility somewhere with some tin in it, either hosted by somebody else or maybe maybe your own hosted area. And now with the advent of cloud, it could be anywhere on anyone's premises. Uh, who knows where it might be? And it could flip back between your premises and somebody else's premises and, and and scale and, and shrink, uh, you know, in an instant. So, what happens to governance and SAM in, in those sorts of environments?
1: Well, I think it becomes even more important to understand uh, where your data is and, and, and so on. Um, virtualization was uh, a concern in the SAM area at one stage, but I think it's uh, it's moved away from concern, providing it's it's uh, managed in the right sort of way but we see that as a, an area which is standard today. But if you look at um, uh, the, the changing underlying license methods uh, and you're looking at increased costs, uh, so cause to processors um, and using hardware, software petitions to limit costs, that's, I think we're seeing that a, a, a great deal. Um, contracts such as Oracle are set uh, by legal entity. So it is vital that it's matched to the IT infrastructure for accurate reporting, so we're seeing um, things like ULAs, unlimited license agreements, uh, where an arrangement is made to pay up front in a single fee, but quite often people see that in fact, uh, yes you get as many licenses as you want for, for a fixed time frame, but not necessarily a cheaper way of going forward. So you have to look at what's best for you and also what the repercussions might be so I think that you know the the different models are important I think sometimes uh, within uh, countries people are saying that they're not prepared for their data to be outside the country so that's part of the setting up of the contract and the agreement so uh, rather than flitting between countries you might be happy for it to be within an EU country for example but you may not be so happy if it was in a third world country uh, and that you may not have the uh, the um, the knowledge or ability to know how well your information is looked after so there needs to be a level of security there needs to be a a level of understanding exactly uh, what you have and where so in your SAM tool you you can obviously manage what you have and where it is Uh, the contracts around cloud you can determine where your data is to be held, and that can be audited.
0: And uh, final question for you, Roger, is um, if you are meeting with a a UK customer uh, or prospective customer, and they are clearly not working at a strategic level, they're still in the foothills uh, and and dealing with the sort of administration of SAM, and they haven't made great inroads in the data centre, where would you urge them to start? Where what's where where do you get the start of getting a handle around all of this? Where where do you get started? What would you advise?
1: Right. I think I think having a good tool is is extremely important, having people around you that know what they're doing, so the people part. Uh, many organisations run simplification programs. And I think SAM fits into this very well. A good SAM tool manages current state, especially where supported by a good discovery tool. And we can take multiple discovery tools into our Aspira tool. It can be what they already have and we can see how that operates. It could well do everything they need. Or we can offer our own tool if they're falling short. And that's something that that happens over time. Typically, we would look at um, their business. What is the most important? And also, uh, in terms of applications, that is. But also, what is costing them the most? So if you look at the first, the top five cost models straight away uh, as being the first area that you would look at and then expand that to the top 10 and so on, so that you're looking at the areas where you can make the biggest difference in the shortest period of time and making a real uh, difference from a financial and regulatory perspective. So I think that's quite important. And I think that um, sharing the information that you have within your SAM tool and your asset management tool uh, can actually provide benefits on the operations side as well as on the planning, as well as in the support arena uh, and of course throughout the IT functions. So it's about sharing the information that you have in the right sorts of way for people that need to know um, and uh, making sure that the information is available in a reporting context so that the right sort of decisions can be made um, as you move forward as you plan ahead.
0: Roger uh, thank you for sharing your time and joining our podcast and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you Martin, good to talk to you.